You came to the right place, baby. Welcome to the podcast where three girlfriends from the East Coast align each week to chat about all things mental health and wellness from crystals to cocktails. Laugh and heal with us as we navigate balance, confidence, and learning to love each and every inch of ourselves every day. Hello there. I am so excited, guys, to do this episode. Um, But Kelsey on the kick drum, (laughs) she wants to, I mean, we are really, we started to do these, you know, pulling crystal cards before we get the episode started to get the intention right and Kelsey has that nice crystal deck. So let's hear it, Kelsey. <laughs> All right, you guys, super excited. Uh, we are going to be speaking on perfection today. And, uh, you know, if you're waiting on perfection, um, what waiting on perfection is costing you, all of that good stuff. But first, drum roll, please. We are going to pull a card. And today's crystal is, breathe in guys, breathe in. Lapis lazuli. I wonder if it's lazuli. It's beautiful, beautiful blue stone. What it is, a deep blue stone with a deep history. See ancient Egypt's I'm not even going to try and pronounce. I, okay, I'm going to try and pronounce this. It's going to be hilarious. Tutankhamun's. <laughs> Let me spell it. I think she was scatting, and I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I love this for me. <laughs> I can't. I can't get the. Honestly, I, I won't lie. Let me just let me just take over for one second. <laughs> this is a, a huge reason why I wanted to pull these crystal cards, not only to set an attention for the week, um, but to for this exact reason. Because it's not even the crystal name, okay? To, okay, Tutankhamun's eyeshadow. Eyeshadow. Wow, I needed this today. The Old Testament. The Can high you use it in a sentence. No, don't <laughs> fucking make me shut up. Uh, the Old Testament, the high priest of Israel's vestments, and the Dutch Golden Age Veermeer's <laughs> palette. <laughs> Couldn't have pulled a better card today. Who needs it? Oh, <laughs> Kelly Girding, cat people. Sorry, you guys. Kelly is one of our friends who is cat obsessed. I had to throw that out there. Okay, cat people. Leos. Okay, so apparently me. Anyone who uses the phrase, in a past life, I'm totally convinced I was. Where to put it? As a spiritual armor that lets the world know. When I walk into a room, it's customary for y'all to bend the knee. Okay, there's a lot going on here. When to use it. When your thoughts are not your friends, call on Lapis Lazuli to help get you out of whatever your mind has gotten you into. Lapis! My mind just got me into a whole lot more. Oh my gosh, that was like a journey. That was a full start to finish. I was with you every step of the way and I'm I'm proud that we made it. Yeah, can we do something? Can we pull out the important part of that craziness? 
Okay, so I guess we'll say uh, who needs it. Anyone who uses the phrase in a past life, I'm totally convinced I was a, you know, there's like a lot of people that are like, I'm totally convinced I was this in a past. Okay. Life. Honestly, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and where to put it is um, as a spiritual armor that lets the world know, you know, I'm here basically. You know what's kind of funny, and I I love, first of all, I'm just the type of person who reads into everything. It's like my hobby. And so what I'm reading into right now is like you pulling that crystal as a Leo, as someone who might need that crystal, you know, today's been a day and you just pulled that and how hard did we just laugh as you were getting that out? And it's like the crystal's there for people who like, who just kind of, what was the last part that you said that was on the back of the card? It was like, um, it says ascend your rightful throne was like the final phrase, which, okay. I was thinking of a different part, but I don't know. It just sounds like, you know, it's almost like something that like interrupted your day that like, oh, you kind oh, of, like oh, used when you turn around when your thoughts are not your friends call on lapis lazuli to help get you out of whatever your mind has gotten you into. Yeah. Oh, like, I feel like it that's... worked. That's what I was looking for. Um, yes. So I was like, let me look up this lapis lazuli and my own crystal dick. So the like the main line it says underneath it is make a decision. So that's what I, I was like waiting for like that line. And it's just like, um, I don't know. I really like that. The, the crystal action is just like to affirm I am committed and decisive. Just affirm this. I am committed and decisive. Today, make a decision, no matter how big or small, and commit to 100%. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And as, I feel like it's kind of leads into, um, you know, you said make a decision 100% and go with that. And I think that really like leads into our topic because we're talking about perfection. And so many of us wait until or think that we need to wait for the perfect moment Um in order to start doing things. And I was thinking about this because obviously we always come up with a topic. Sometimes it takes us, like sometimes we'll be like, oh, we're gonna talk about this next week. And sometimes we'll literally come up with it right before an episode. And that's what happened today. We were like, you know what? We should talk about perfection today. And like how so many of us strive for perfection or feel like things need to be perfectly laid out before we go about a goal. And I was thinking today that it's not I don't think it's the need to be perfect that is stopping us. I think it's the fear. It's the fear that people won't like us or what we're offering um, or the fear that like we'll mess up, the fear that someone will think that we're a fraud or a failure. But one of the biggest fears is also the fear that we'll succeed because then like what happens when we succeed? Like, what does that mean for our lives? That is so true. Because your whole so life true. changes, right? Like once, you know, it's, it's all of the, it's such a big change once you follow through and then on the other end of that, like what could the follow through look like? Of course it could be failure and that's terrifying. But I think that 
a majority are more fearful of what being successful looks like to their current life and what they'll have to change in order to become successful or what people will think of them when when they become successful yeah because honestly if you go for something right like you are going to have a different outcome at the end of it you trying will produce some sort of outcome that isn't your current reality because you could have a succeeded like you were just talking about Kelsey and now things look different and maybe other things have to change in order to fit where you have arrived to. Um, or you could try and maybe you don't succeed the first time and then you have to deal with, you know, the emotions that might come with that or, you know, fallout that might come with that. And, you know, kind of maybe even a phase of rebuilding, But the thing is, if you do find yourself there, and that's the scarier place, I think, at least for me, is that when you're there, you're not building with all the same blocks. You actually have more, you know, because you've at least tried and you've gained some knowledge, you've gained some experience. So you're not building the same house. You're building something that might look similar, but it is different. And it's in a more aligned direction with where you may want to go. Honestly, (laughs) I'm about to go real deep, so. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it, do it. So as far as like, honestly, this this topic is, it, it means a lot to me, especially because I struggle with this problem. Um, so I, I wasn't planning on saying this, but when I do struggle with this problem, meaning like waiting on perfect to get started or like what is, you know, waiting on perfect costing you, I feel like, um, one it's just putting not only my whole entire life on hold but other people's you know what i mean um it's just well i think it's like that it's like that selfish thing right that we always talk about is it's you know not only are you holding yourself back if you're waiting on perfection but you're being selfish for like what you could provide for so many others, like the value that you could provide so many others, because yeah, like what if, what if it's not received the way that you want it to be received? Or what if like people don't feel like what you have to say is as valuable as you feel it is, but like, what if they do, right? Like what if failure wasn't an option? Like what if you couldn't fail, what would you do? I love that. That is so true. I just feel like, I mean, I know that every reason as to why we don't do the thing, you know, because it's not perfect enough, that is, it's all due to our self-limiting beliefs, you know, like I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not ready. I don't have time. Those are all stories that we're just literally choosing to believe. We don't have to choose that story. We can change it right now. So it's just like, Another thing that I was just thinking of, everyone's like someday, you know, next week, someday, someday. I'm sure you heard this a million times, maybe you haven't, but someday doesn't exist. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So like all we have is right now. So what are you going to do right now? Oh, I was going to say, sorry, earlier, um, I was struggling with this problem. So something that I do when I struggle with this problem is I make it public <laughs> and it, 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 it automatically it puts you in front of 
it, it just puts your um, project or whatever you're working on, it makes it real. That's all. And so like whenever I'm freaking out about something that I really want to do and it's not perfect and I don't have the exact outline I need or I don't have all the things I need to, whatever it is, I'm like, okay, well, I know what I have to say is valid and I know that I can help a lot of people with this and I know that I should be doing this. So the first thing I do is I make it public. And as soon as I make it public, like I'm starting this course on this date and I'm telling my team, I'm telling my best friends, you know, I'm telling my success partners that you are forced, you have to. Now you have to, and you have to also then be okay with just putting it out there without being perfect. Because like Kelsey was saying earlier, I think it was you, Kelsey, you never know who that can help. Even if it does help one person, you know? And then also once you put it out there, not only do you have the accountability from the people that are watching you, but generally the support too, right? You're always going to have haters, but a majority of the time when you're putting that out there for a, to a network of people, especially if it's ones that are, you know, if you have a social media presence following your, you for a reason, if you're announcing it to your family or your friends, generally they care about you. Yes, you're always going to have the ones that aren't supportive, but you're going to have a lot of people that are supportive um, and that will now be there for you. And then you're also entirely relatable because people are following along with your journey instead of you just coming out of the woodwork after you've already done it or started to do it and been like, hey, I did this thing and I'm so successful and I'm so pumped. And they're like, that's cool. How is that relatable? How can I relate to that? Because I didn't see what you did to get there. I see you there now and that's cool. But like, okay, you just showed up out of nowhere and now you've got all this shit going for you. I want to see how. I think also what they wouldn't see in that situation, Kelsey, is the struggle. Because in every journey, it's nothing's linear. You know, there is a struggle. There are ups and downs in navigating new territory. Of course there are. Don't beat yourself up for that. You know, like that's something that I think a lot of people do is they hit that first roadblock after committing to trying something. And then they're like, this is why I shouldn't have done it. You know, they throw their hands up or they say, this is exactly why I didn't try. Instead of just like pushing through or working your way around it, you know, like, I think that, um, when you're being more vocal about your goals and what you'd like to do, what you're also doing is potentially attracting people who might've done it before. And maybe you had no idea, or maybe they've done something similar and they can lend advice and, um, taking advice from people who are also as like aspirational as you are, if you are going for this thing that, you know, maybe as you're listening, you can envision right now, then, you know, that those are the type of people to surround yourself with. Those are other types of people who are also going for goals. And that is going to be super inspiring and helpful because you kind of won't feel alone. You know, if that's a fear that you might have going into it. So I was just thinking like, I don't know, as far as let's say, I don't know, we could do like a business, starting a business or um, a project that you've been putting off or, um, a workout routine that you've been putting off. <laughs> what, like, how, what the, how, sorry, I'm like, I have so many thoughts right now. How is your life improving by doing nothing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, something is better than nothing always. 
Absolutely. Haley, you, I literally just had like a classic, a Haley Christian quote in my head. As soon as you were saying that, and I thought you were going to say it and then you didn't. And now it's a <laughs> I will think of it. Um, oh, I think, yeah, what you, what you say, and maybe you heard it somewhere too. I don't know, or maybe it's an original piece, but, uh, the time's going to pass either way. Oh yeah, for sure. So that resonates with me a lot because, you know, I am someone who's always thinking about the future and, you know, thinking about the things I want to do in life and where I want to be, how I want to feel. And like, you know, the time is going to pass either way. So you can be spending all this time waiting for perfect or what I tend to do or have tended to do in the past is like, uh, plan something to death like plan something and every little nook and cranny of what could go right here, what could go wrong there. And you're in analysis paralysis at that point. And then you're like too deep in it and can't like push your way out. Um, But yeah, the time's going to pass either way. You can decide how you want to use it. And I feel when you're too busy planning perfection, you aren't present. Um, any perfection like you're not in the now and like being here now is what matters and being here now to start to execute what you're going through going through going (laughs) going for is what matters right like you need to show up now no matter how you are right now because that is what's relatable that is what is going to help you get to the next step not, you know, plan, 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 plan 24 seven. Sometimes you just need to show up as is and like, you know, yeah, of course go for your goals. But if you're not like being here in this moment, then you're not enjoying anything that's happening right now. You're just constantly striving for so much more. So I actually went through this, um, with my, one of my, you know, my wellness community, Kelsey, like a couple of days ago, planning like planning and you know researching and whatever all that stuff you okay so let me just bring it back here when you're going for something big you know something that you want to start that you haven't started before you know whatever it is a new worker program business like I was saying you've never done it before you know so your your brain is like oh hell no i've never done this before let me keep you safe like this is done not this does not feel good in my body i don't feel good this is not okay so it will start thinking of things um you know problems to hang on to uh anything excuses to hang on to to not uh have you you know take that step so anyway this is huge because yeah look up self-sabotaging habits. There's a million procrastination, overthinking, um, you know, there's a million self-sabotaging habits, but we always forget about the good ones. So planning is self-sabotaging, like over planning, you're self-sabotaging yourself. Um, For me personally, what I do to self-sabotage is, um, and just so you know, this is like a term, it's called buffering. You don't think that you're doing something bad because it's actually, it's good for you. It's not, it's not going to hurt you in any way. You know, meditation is my, one of my buffering um, habits that I do. So med- I meditate too long because I'm like, okay, well, I'm really, I'm in this and I'm getting a lot of information in this spot, in this space, or I read for too long, or, you know, 
say if somebody works on social media and they like are, they're looking at reels all day long, they think they're doing something good for their business, but it's not good. It's not moving them forward. And it's just like a mind fuck. That's how crazy your mind is. It's literally being like, no, this is good. This is good. We're keeping you here. This is, this is going to, you're, you're learning, you're doing something good, but it's not good. It is literally holding you back. Um, you're, you're waiting for that perfect moment that will literally, it will never happen. That perfect moment will never be here. You will always feel like you're not ready. At least I will. It feels like almost like you, you convincing yourself it's healthy procrastination, right? Like, okay, I'm just going to do all of these things. And because it is working towards something, then it's good. But you know, dangerous. Yeah. You get caught on the hamster wheel. And then by the time you know it, it's three hours later. And what have you done? And then like, what's the worst that can happen? What you start the project and then you fail. So the worst that can happen is you learn from that, right? Because you're never losing, you're learning. And that's something that I totally live by. And I think to that point too, of that buffering, I love that phrase, Haley. I don't know why I haven't heard that before, because that just feels like it makes so much sense. I'm going to use that. Um, But I think that what I have observed from people who are very successful is they're not paying that much attention to what the people around them are doing. And I think buffering in that case, in that um, specifically about like social media example that you gave, as I do work in social media marketing and, you know, um, I have fallen into that trap many times, but it's kind of like you get to a point where you're like, I need to focus on what I'm creating and what I'm doing and what my mission is. And I need to stop paying attention to what the people around me are doing. I love that, Lindsay. And honestly, guys, I've been, um, I've learned about buffering through this, like I'm, I'm in the process of becoming a life and push coach. So I learned about that. And um, I, oh my God damn it. Why do I always forget what I have to say when it's going to be good? Um, you were talking about how you learned about buffering. I know, but what were you talking about right before that? Like literally one second ago. Um, that like not paying attention to what people around you are doing. Good luck to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's still out. It's still gone. Yeah, I'll, I'll she gone. Back. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haley's going to be gone for a brief intermission. <laughs> Imagine I'll be back signing off. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, I just feel like we have a lot of, uh, we have like a lot of good content here, a lot of good thoughts going and, uh, you know, it just really comes down to all of the things that are holding you back. Like nothing is ever perfect. Perfection doesn't exist. So think about how much you wear yourself out striving for it, right? Like it literally, I'm sorry, it just doesn't, doesn't exist. So you're trying to achieve something that is not possible, you can achieve something extraordinary and amazing, um, but you're not going to be perfect and you don't need to be. Perfect is fucking boring. I was and just it's not real. That. It really is though. Like when you are looking at social media, tell me, okay, this sounds mean, but like when you, when you see like the most perfect girl doing the, like never messes up on her words, her posts are perfect. You know, her pictures are perfect. 
don't you don't you think like well what the hell that's not real that's not real life i am not attracted personally to perfect i the reason why i got into coaching is because i i saw some other coaches um kind of like fuck up on their words you know not post great pictures and i was like oh god i can do this you know like i can do this it, i feel like it to me perfect is just like you're um like something's not right there. Like you're, you're lying. You know what I mean? Um, maybe they're, maybe they are perfect and I'm just jealous. I don't know, but, um, that doesn't attract me to them whatsoever, but I did think of what I was going to say. So I was just, I'm really learning about all these, you know, self-sabotaging habits, the good and the bad. And I think if you guys take anything away from this, um, episode, it should just be about becoming more aware of these self-sabotaging habits, the good and the bad. So I highly suggest you maybe Google self-sabotaging habits um, or like, you know, good and bad, and then write them down. And then just, just the awareness alone can completely change your life. Like, you'll see, you'll, you'll realize why the fuck am I looking at people's reels for two hours? You know, like, why am I, you know, whatever it is, you'll be like, oh shit, this is me holding myself back. You know, this is me self-sabotaging good or bad. And hopefully, you know, you, as soon as you realize it, you make a change that moment. And then over time, you can train yourself to become the person, the best version of yourself, you know? Yeah, I entirely relate with that. Awareness is key. And uh, something that I've been working on with my Transcendence Tribe recently um, is, and I feel like I've mentioned this several times, but this is like a group that I'm working with uh, to overcome things and just heal. Uh Oh shoot! <laughs> Literally just lost my train of thought. Yeah, we're like we are some we're a special crew tonight. What did you just say? Oh, awareness, awareness. Okay, awareness. so something I've been working on with them is uh, keeping a wellness journal and really honing in on becoming aware of your tendencies and being able to, you know, our last episode was it the last episode or the one before it where we talked about you know, um, reflecting versus ruminating. Uh, so being able to just become aware and, you know, if you don't, you, how are you going to get better if you aren't aware of what it is that you're doing? How are you going to reach a goal if you aren't aware of the things that are holding you back from reaching that goal? So it really is just coming full circle and bringing that awareness to your daily life. And a huge way that you can do that is tracking and keeping a wellness journal and coming to these realizations like, okay, this isn't serving me clearly because I haven't gotten anywhere in a year. Uh, and yeah, so. I think that's such a valid point, Kelsey, not only like, again, bringing up the importance of being present, like, because that is so important. We don't realize the things that we're doing, those little micro actions that we're, you know, doing every single day until we like name them and write them down and acknowledge them. Um, oh my gosh, now it's my turn to lose my train of thought. 
Holy shit. We are we are something else. Um, like, we think that this is a sign to move, yeah. <laughs> move along to the truth ridiculous segment. Oh my <laughs> god. No, honestly, yeah. What whatever I was just about to say, guys, it was just good. It was I a mic drop. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I already know it was a mic drop. Um it was really good. Just remind like you just never know if that I shouldn't even call it a risk but whatever it is that you're putting off like that could be the thing that completely changes the course of your life and oh, so many others and again like and what's the worst that can happen like you you're betting on yourself you know like and if you're betting on yourself that is actually your surest bet because that's the only thing you are in full control of is what you do the moves you make and you know the people that you allow to join you in helping accomplish what you're setting out to do you know so betting on yourself is the best bet you could make in my opinion yeah like would you rather bet on yourself or a complete stranger that stranger danger you know what (laughs) the whole topic like what is you know waiting on perfect costing you uh time and energy that's what you know what i mean how much time are you wasting from i'm talking to myself meditating Haley. how much time or reading these books to come up with a perfect outline like how much fucking time and energy are you actually wasting so much so the other thing i'm sorry Haley. i was just gonna say like the other thing in regards to time too that you could be missing out on is like the window where what you're doing is super relevant. Like, you know, like that is something to consider too, is that the more time that you take to get something off the ground, the less relevant it may be when you finally feel ready after months or years of, you know, that kind of planning. So that's super important to consider as well, that we're, we live in a day and age where trends change like halfway through the day. And so if you are feeling inspired to jump on something right now, do not wait because the, like the windows of opportunity are so small these days. So, you know, just take it. Yeah. And like, depending on like what we're talking about, say if it's like a business or a course or something like that, um, or an idea that like you didn't think that anybody had or something like that, somebody else is going to do it. So do it before they do. Okay. <laughs> that would make me so angry. Like to imagine thinking of something amazing and then someone else does it and you were like, wow. <laughs> and they just did it. You know, that's the first thing I would think. Oh, so they are pretty similar to me, you know, if they are, you know, and they just did it. And I was thinking about it. I was busy thinking. Absolutely. Um, I feel like that's my common phrase for like assurance. I'm like, you guys, absolutely. I am so here to support you and your mind. I need it. I need it. Don't stop saying it. <laughs> uh, so I totally think we should get into truth or tequila now. Same thing. Just, just because, you know, it's been a wild day over here and she's ready. Yes. <laughs> stop. <laughs> So before we started recording, there is a there's a new candle at the desk that I'm sitting at, and I I went to smell it really quick as Kelsey and I were chatting, and I gave it a little gave it a whiff, and then put it down. She was like, "Excuse me, what was, I was that?" Like, Yo, do you have some type of like milk alcohol in front of your face right now? I'm ready to barf. It's like I think it's like a little Glade candle, so it's one of those like short ones, and it literally looks like a 
double shot of milk. <laughs> so, which if anyone knows me, you know that I am not here for milk whatsoever. No, yeah, I'm I am here for milk slander and we can fully support that. <laughs> All right. So, uh what are you guys thinking today? Who's doing truth? Who's doing tequila? I have, I do have, I'm not going to lie. I have a question ready for whoever. I'll take it. You're going to take the question versus tequila, Haley? I mean, I have tequila. I'm going to do both. Oh, (laughs) no. Should have called it. I'm going to do both tonight, too. I'm not going to lie. All right. Well, I'll listen to the question, then I'll let you know. Of course you will. (laughs) Um, What was your most the most embarrassing fashion trend you used to rock lens i know for a fact you're gonna want to answer this one. Oh, she loves this i can see it the most embarrassing fashion trend um i would say i already know exactly what it is i think i was in uh fifth grade going maybe into sixth grade as well i was like hmm how many necklaces can i fit on my neck <laughs> i swear to god i had so many choker necklaces choker necklaces tons uh i'm not surprised it was a choker for you choker. are you kidding me and um of course i had like the jenko jeans <laughs> oh my gosh you were like a brat's doll yes i was i didn't know that i don't I didn't know what that was at the moment but yes i sure was <laughs> you were the inspo <laughs> Oh my gosh, mine is so okay. I'm gonna take a shot first and then answer this question. I'll do it with you. I'm like, cheers, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, baby. So mine was definitely, I don't know if this is a fashion trend or if it was a fashion trend. Uh, thank God I did not wax my eyebrows off like everyone else in eighth grade did because no one had eyebrows in eighth grade. I kept the eyebrows, but I wore that white eyeliner. So it looked like I had zero eyelashes. (laughs) So I had white eyeliner. We all wore those, like, I don't even know what to call them now, but like the two piece, like almost like track suits that were like velvet or like velour or whatever they were. Yes, a velour suit. They might be circling back. Oh, great. Of course they are. So Mm -hmm. the whole, I had one that was like baby blue and everyone had like the high top Air Force Ones in white. I couldn't afford the high top Air Force Ones. So I had like basket fucking weaved FUBUs from Evelyn's. So, so yeah, that was probably my most embarrassing trend. I honestly, I don't know where these photos are, but also like the slicked back ponytails. So like, you know, your hair is slicked back and like a high ponytail and white eyeliner. Paint, I'm painting a picture right now. You can all envision it. And it was not great for me. Uh, so are you saying have- literally white <laughs> eyeliner, sorry, on the bottom or on the top? literally white eyeliner across the top like almost like eyeshadow but didn't know how to use mascara then clearly or like use it so also metallic makeup was so in then though like you were probably like honestly bussin flossin oh oh bussin nice word i don't know what the kids are using these days but you you were one of those things so that's co Co says bussin bussin on god on god so all right 
that's what he said and that's what I say too do you guys remember putting like glitter on your eyes all the body glitter <laughs> yes yes I didn't, I didn't um, pretend but Lynn, what I about used you? to uh wow guys so I have like a running list and um, I have I think at least three that are just really really awful so um what you guys might not know about me is that I at the like young age of eight like wanted to be a fashion designer I was like I am fashion fashion is me and this is what I'm bringing to the table is the fact that I am going to be like I thought I was going to be Lauren Conrad then I thought I was going to be Carrie Bradshaw like I thought I would be it I so, thought you are like you're my most fashion oh my gosh to wear every time I need advice on an outfit like I literally will FaceTime Lindsay or I'll send her a video or like a picture and be like hey so or I'll be like here's the five what are we thinking and she comes back and I'm like okay great I have so many options now and she is my stylist well eight-year-old Lindsay is screaming inside right now um so thank you so okay my first really bad one um and this was probably this is probably chronological in how they were worn first was gauchos so what you need to know about gauchos is I had multiple pairs in multiple colors and multiple fabrics. I had like the stretchy gauchos, which Just, you know, do you guys both no know. Idea. I have no idea what that is. It's like a low, okay, imagine like a low rise pant. It could be like a stretchy jersey fabric or like um a khaki pant kind of fabric. And it basically was like, imagine capris, but they like, but they are have a very significant flair. They're the fucking yes. worst. First of all, capris in itself is just a <laughs> yeah. goddamn. Wait, 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 wait. Flared capris? Basically. <laughs> and sometimes they were flowy. Like I had a flowy pair. I had a more structured pair. Oh my God. The more structured pair, I literally want to cry thinking about this. I wore to my freshman orientation of high school. Like I wore gauchos to freshman orientation and that's me and that's my truth. So <laughs> um, that is embarrassing. Number one, embarrassing. Number two was that I went through a phase in middle school raiding my dad's closet for his ties because I would wear them as belts, like a men's tie as a belt on my like jeans and like anything with a waistband. <laughs> Other girls were being like Avril Lavigne and like wearing like ties around their neck. I was like, but what size a belt? What do we think? What do we think? That's a statement, girl. I think you you were a trendsetter. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I was. I was really doing something. I was did you really notice? Did you notice anybody else doing the same thing? Or uh, you know, it's uh, it's all so fuzzy now. Yeah. But I think like my friends and I were all kind of like doing the same stuff. So um that's my world was as big as a pinhead probably at that age so um crazy the last sorry go ahead yeah the last embarrassing thing and this is really bad this is footwear um more accessories was I did a kitten heeled flip-flop so like imagine old navy flip-flop with like one inch a one inch like straw I'm just picturing the heel when wait what time frame was this because I'm just like picturing you in like the plastic like dress up heels but I totally know what you're talking about when was this 
this was easily like I think I was I shouldn't have been wearing heels I was in seventh or eighth grade well I mean you know but I was like mom and they were white as all accessories (laughs) should have been hey Lindsay act like you didn't rock it guarantee you did honestly I've seen them on multiple TikToks that like unlock memories and I'm just like American Eagle kitten heel flip-flops I am googling it I like how you have all these like terms like I never heard that word that you said before it was like ganache what is it I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh uh no but yes please start to the g (laughs) ganache what were those um I used to have those like really uh, the like almost like platform sandals Oh my God, Lens, get out of here. They're really bad. Yeah. Imagine seeing a child in those. No, thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. My poor mother. <sighs> um, oh. But do you remember those, um, the really like thick heel, like it was a, it, actually it was like the full sandal and it was like a thick black like really flexible straps. Yes. What are those called? Because I had those and I feel okay. like that was so in. Samesies, 90s. I'm gonna Google it. Let's see. 90s platform black band <laughs> sandal. Question mark. I'm like whatever yeah. this is. Yes. Um, exactly that. They're not that bad. Those they're were actually bad. mad comfortable. You know, yeah. I think those could come back. So Any do you day. remember my mom used to call them jelly shoes? I don't think they were actually called jelly shoes, but they're like the shoes when you're younger, like they're um like clear or like basically like pink but clear and they have all the holes in them. And glitter, yeah. Glitter. Yeah, those are so weird, but the, I got I think they are jelly shoes. I'm not yeah, sure if that's are. the official name, oh, but really? that's clearly yeah. I think so. So I'm like, before we leave, I have a quote. <gasps> Ooh. But no, it's really not a quote. It's actually a little bit longer than a quote. I wanted to talk about it, but do you guys want to say anything else before I read this? Because it has to do all about what we were just talking about. I feel very exposed right now. So oh, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also like the butterfly clips, just saying. Oh, mm. that's iconic. Who didn't have open our time frame? I think for my prom, I was wearing like corn rolls with fucking <laughs> butterfly gloves. Anyway, um, so this uh, little—it's uh, like a paragraph or two. I'm gonna read. I don't like reading aloud. It's actually one of my biggest fears. So you guys are welcome. Like you're very welcome. <laughs> so this book—it's uh, "Light Is a New Black." I talk about it all the time. It's with Rebecca Campbell. And again, it has everything to do with what we were just talking about. So this might not make sense for a second, but the little topic for this um, paragraph or two that I'm reading is it's invoking your muse, M-U-S-E, invoking your muse. Okay, everyone on the planet has the ability to be creative and birth ideas. Creativity flows through us And while we might be there when the creation happens, there is a mysterious force that delivers it. The book, she was saying like this book that she actually made has been written this way. And many writers and artists admit to birthing their creations the same way. I call this creative force, the muse. 
So the muse is always on the lookout for people to receive creations that are waiting to be born. But if we don't show up every day, or only when we feel like it, the muse will move on to someone else. She's promiscuous like that. It's not personal. It's just the way of the muse. The muse wants us to act on our ideas without delay. We are the vehicles of our creation to come into the world. Pretty much every time I have stalled on a big idea or acted a little slowly, someone else has come up with a similar phrase, creation or idea in unison. When, when your muse speaks, act. The more we show up every day to connect with our muse, the clearer the communication gets and the more effortlessly the creation starts flowing. When a muse chooses you, basically this idea that you're waiting to, to you know, start, when a muse chooses you, they choose you because you are the perfect vehicle for their message. It's that you-ness they want, your unique creative fingerprint, a perfect concoction of life experience, upbringing, city, body type, and voice, it's you. So it's like, what the fuck? People oh. are waiting for our creation. Why are we putting it on hold? Oh that's, my gosh, that's amazing. Love that so much. So now what? <laughs> Thank you, Haley. Thanks for finding that too. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, of course. That uh, wrapped up this episode of Christmas <gasps> to Cocktails. We love you guys so much. And we love you. Follow your dreams next week.